everyone, and welcome to part two. Part two. This is part two. Part two of Grace, <laughs> Grace Academy. Do you know yet? It's part two. It's part two. Uh, welcome back, everyone. Hopefully, you've listened to part one. If you haven't paused this, go back and check out the other the other part one episode first. It's really, really good. But this one's going to be really, really good, too. You have your two favorite hosts. My name is Carmen. My name is Kelsey. And let's start with everyone's favorite segment, Living in Shondaland. Living in Shondaland! Sick. Oh, explosion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we are stepping it up today. Yeah. Um, this time we have oh, 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 one, two, three. Uh, cancer guy. Um, yes. Okay. Cancer guy's number one. Um, cancer guy's fiance, fake fiance, number two. No. Dang it. Who else is in this episode? Uh, oh, Mr. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, no, for sure. Um, the guy, the son, the the yeah, can, the, yeah. the penis guy's like son. The guy that was in scandal. In scandal. Yeah, and then uh, Mr. Waller. No. Is it the daughter? You're not gonna get the last one. Okay, okay. Hold on. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. It is. Can I get a hint? Is it so, oh, it's there's at one point there's a redhead in the boardroom that they just like pan to kind of weird. Is that her? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I made a note of that. I was like, is this a new character they're introducing? <laughs> yeah. They're, she's in I, the meeting. Yeah. yeah, they lingered on her. She was credited as angry attending. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Good job. Well done. Proud of you. Thank um, you. So, yeah, we have... Tom Amanda's, which is Tom Waller, who is um, in seven episodes of Scandal. He was the senator who was not a good person. Well, no spoilies. We'll leave it at that. Um, yeah, no spoilies. And then uh, he was also in one episode of Private Practice. Jacko Sims was Randy Helsby, who was the gentleman who died of cancer. He was in an episode of Private Practice. And Ursula Whitaker who was the angry attending was in one episode of private practice, not the same. Nice. So that's so funny. It's, you know, the, the things that, that they bring these people in for, for the random, like tiny, tiny cameos is just so funny. Cause she didn't even have a speaking line. Right. Mm -mm. But they just zoomed in on her for a minute. She did. She was like an actual person. So yeah. Also, I have to tell you a story that I made a note of, um, and I sent it. I don't know if did you see my message in the group chat a couple couple days ago, maybe yes. a week plus ago. So everyone, I was I was tested to the limits uh, of my professional career the other day. I had someone bring in from home a a coupon of the place that I work at, and uh, you have a loyalty account with this with this with this company. And uh, he brought this coupon in the mail. He said, "Look, this is my name. Right? Looks good. I have a second coupon here." And someone had gone in to play a prank on him and changed his first name in the system to Poopy. (laughs) I just, it took everything in me to not laugh at this dude in the face because he was clearly very pissed. And so he doesn't know who it was. He claims he he knows who it was. Or was someone doing it meanly? No, he's, I, he's like, He's a tough person to like, but he is fairly likable. But yeah, it's so someone had changed the name in the system to to Poopy, and I think they changed it back because he got both coupons sent to him. But in my head, I'm like, I will look into this, but I want you to know that without proof, I can't, you know, first off, do anything. It's just hearsay, but I will take a picture of this and I will forward it to HR. I will do my due due diligence. But yeah, talk about a fucking funny ass prank. That's, <laughs> oh gosh. But I was tested. I was tested to my limits because I like the, the childish humor. Clearly, that's that's 
peak Carmen right there. Peak. Like if I if I could go in there and I could change the name of every single person in my store to that, I would do it. Everyone's poopy. <laughs> so funny. Anyways, go to patreon.com slash Grey's Academy pod to get uh, insider uh, uh, content and also follow us at Grey's Academy pod on Instagram. Make sure to leave us a five star review everywhere you listen and write us a review. We'll read it live. We'll do it live. And then uh, also make sure to follow us at Chaotically Kelsey on Instagram at Carmen.Gabriel.Official on Instagram. And Kelsey, what else do we got? I have news. (gasps) I made us a TikTok. Yo, what? Did you put all of our existing reels out there? No, but I put three of them. One of them you haven't seen because I can't decide if it's a spoiler or not. So I didn't put it on Instagram. So you haven't seen it, but I made it ages ago. Okay. Um, And and then I put you finding out about George and I put you saying you had no idea what was going on when Denny was there. Ah, yeah. So there's three on there now. So everyone go on those. It's just Grey's Academy pod. We're trying to maintain the branding. So it's the same on all platforms. So uh, if you have the TikToks, go on there, share it. I I want us to be on Grey's Talk. I want everyone on Grey's Talk to find us. So go on there and find us. (laughs) What's What's Grey's Talk? So you know like how on TikTok there's like different like niches going on. So people will be like, oh, you're on Book Talk. So that's where they talk about books. Oh, you're on Clean Talk, so it's like video TikTok. Oh, you're saying TikTok, T O K, not T A L K. No, talk. Grace talk, talk, not talk. Like TikTok, Grace Talk, Book Talk, Grace Clean Talk. Got it. Bird Talk, <laughs> Pigeon Talk, <laughs> Talk Talk. Okay, got it. So we people out there gotta get we gotta go look at our shit, our, our videos, and make us make us Grace Talk. It yes. sounds like you're saying talk, but you're from Boston. Ew. Let me get some. You guys want to have a quick graze tack? That's what yep. it sounds like. Gross. Oh, boy. One of my, one of my buddies is, is from the Northeast, and we were talking on the phone last night. And he was talking totally, totally normally until he said the word bar. He said, bar. And I'm like, whoa, dude, your Boston Wait, came out hard. B-O-T-H. Both. Thank you. Do you know how, like, a lot of Midwestern people say it? No. Both. Both? Yeah. Like, with a silent L? Both? That's not silent at all. Yeah. Both? No, both. How do you say uh, the the A&W or Barks? Root beer? Root beer, right. Root beer. What, What do trees have that grow in the ground? Roots. Yeah. So I say root, root beer. I yeah. say root beer. Yeah. I but trees have you roots. For saying roots once, and I was like, "You're a moron." No, no. Trees, trees have trees have roots, but yeah, it's but root no, beer. Nothing has roots. No, nothing has roots. But beer, beer has nothing roots. is root. Root. Uh, Michael's dad oh, okay. says wash. Yeah, Jessica's mom also says wash. But Jessica also, uh, she goes, "Can you get me one of those pins?" And I'm like, "Pins? Where the fuck do we have?" Since when do we have pins? And she's like, a, a pin. And she's like, writing? It's a pen. It's a pen, Jessica. Calm down. Uh, people mock me for how I say lawyer. 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 Law, you're saying law, lawyer. You're, you're, the, you're pronouncing it phonetically how it looks to the eye. Yes, it's not right? L-O-I. You right. No, I understand. I, I, see, I, I can get behind you when I, when I am incorrect on a, on a pronunciation. Like, I... Um, uh, or how to pronounce a, a word like I now say Appalachians because I know that that's what the people from that that area yes. call them. It's how it's actually and not Appalachia. It's Appalachia. Mm-hmm. Um, throw what it was throw. I'll throw an Appalachia. Yeah, if you pronounce it Appalachia, I'll throw an Appalachia. Yeah. So, anyways, I do that now. But law- lawyer, I don't think I can get on board. I don't think I can call it lawyer. Well, that's like my a lot grandfather, of- a lawyer, pronounces it that way. So. Oh. Well, I have a couple of lawyer friends who pronounce it lawyer. So, well, they're probably from the wrong spot. Illinois. What do you do? You, what, what do you have in the entranceway of your house? Do you have a a foyer. I mean, I have a hallway, but <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Do people say foyer? Oh, not my That's people. Too fancy. <laughs> too yeah. fancy for me. Put it in the in, foyer. In the foyer. 
Yeah, Michael gets really mad when I do my rich people voice. Does it sound like his grandparents? No, his grandparents are hella not rich. My grandparents <laughs> are hella rich. But that's why I'm like, oh Michael, I've been doing this rich person voice <laughs> way before I met you to mock people right. in my family. So <laughs> sorry if that's, it offends you also. But that's the universally accepted rich person oh. voice. No, let's go to our yacht and we have a foyer in our yacht. Yes. Oh, make sure the golden Christmas tree is put up in the foyer. And wrap all of the co- the Christmas presents of gold bricks with golden oh, yes. paper. Mm. Indubitably. Oh, yes. Call the stock market people. <laughs> no, buy, sell, do whatever makes me no, the most mommy. gold bullion. Me pretending to be a hedge so I can get funds. <laughs> <coughs> Anyways, all right. We are so Thatcher's dead. So sorry. Uh, yeah, so Thatcher comes in and Lexi's like, Meredith, he's unwell. Like his neighbors called and said he hasn't been getting his mail. And he's clearly like delirious out of it. Um, and Meredith's like, oh, well, did you pick him up off the floor of a bar? And he says, no, I'm sober. And they're like, mm, okay. And then he just starts vomiting blood, which is like never a good sign. No. So did you notice him. that no one like sprung to action? They're, like he's just puking blood and they're they, like, they pan to Meredith and she's like, womp, womp, womp. and nothing yeah. happens. No one's yeah, like, we gotta like, get a thing of blood. Stop. Blood on my shoes. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking um, so Bailey shoes. comes in, Bailey is working on him with Alex and they're like, yeah, he's, you know, we got to run some tests. Lexi's beside herself, which is understandable. Um, so he needs a liver transplant in stage renal failure from, you know, years of alcoholism. Yeah. Uh, and he is ineligible to be on the transplant list because you have to be sober for a year and he's only been sober for 1990 days. Sorry, not 19, which well, means this has only been three months since the episode where he showed up to tell Lexi and Meredith that he was sober, which was like two episodes before Alex and Izzy got married. So hold on. Let me, let me also think about this here. So, he was only an alcoholic after Susan died, right? I guess. How long has Lexi been in the show? Well, she's a second year resident, so at least a year and a half ish, probably. Okay. And she, Susan's been dead for a year. So one year of alcoholism put his liver into failure? I guess so. Cause it wasn't years. I mean, well, he maybe he also already had some, you know, he's older. Maybe he already just isn't in perfect health and yeah, that just didn't yeah. help. Yeah. Okay. That's just interesting. I'm like, as, as you were talking about this, I'm like putting these together and yeah, head. the timelines are all over the place Yeah. as per always with grace. I will so, say, I know the easy, the easy conclusion to make was that he was drinking again. But I yeah. want you to know that I had faith in, in Cyrus Bean. But I always was rooting for Cyrus, but he ended up being... I'm not, not going to talk about it. No spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. Um, and so uh, Meredith's like, maybe he'll just die and I won't have to deal with it anymore. Which is crass, but whatever. Um, and then, you know, they tell her he needs a transplant. And Lexi immediately is like, I will give him my liver. Like, no questions asked. He'll take my liver, whatever. And um, Meredith eye rolls hard. Meredith's like, ugh, life saving. Actually uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Meredith was a little cringe in the first half of this episode. A little bit rough around the edges. So I might be completely incorrect. But to my understanding, this storyline is the solution to Ellen Pompeo in real life being pregnant. Because they can have her laid up in this bed. Oh. Um, you know, and not necessarily like being in as much so that she can have a maternity leave or whatever. <laughs> so that's my understanding. Could be completely wrong, but that is my understanding of this plot, this plot line. Is that the news story that you wanted me to remind you to share? No, the news story was... Um, I made us a TikTok. Oh, nice. Breaking news. Uh, bah, bah, bah. So 
We'll add that to our CNN alert when we one day pass away. Right. TikTok star, co-host Grey's Academy. Mine will say Frontman Gallery 81. Yours will, yours will say Frontman Gallery 82, the Gallery 81 cover band. Gallery 80. Because I'm older Gallery than 80. you are. Oh, that's right. Um, so. Um, sorry, I'm eating candy. <sighs> Delicious candy. The hugs, the kisses, yeah, hugs. Yeah, Meredith is could not be more uncaring slash put out slash annoyed by Thatcher's need for a new liver slash audacity to die or try to die. The audacity to not die. She's like, why is he still alive? Mm -hmm. Why am I still getting pages for this? But Lexi's not a match. Gets tested. Not a match. Also, not a match. We need to address the Lexi Mark conversation. Yes. Because Lexi is like, oh, I'm going to give my dad my part of my liver. And Mark's like, I'm so sorry. Could we perchance have a conversation about this? To which she's <laughs> like, no, we cannot perchance. And I see where he's coming from of like, why would you not have told me this? You know, like, how is this going to affect your work, your life in general? I don't think he's necessarily saying don't do it. I think he was just like, wouldn't it be nice if I was included in your life as your boyfriend? And then he's like, you can't go under the knife and leave me a note. And she's like, don't be ridiculous. I would have had you paged. It's not much better. Yeah, not much better. My knee jerk um, reaction yeah. is I agree with him, but I agree I also with agree him with her. Like, yeah, totally. I appreciate that you want to save your dad. But I also like just like loop some people in maybe. Yeah, I at the end of the day, anyone that makes that decision, that's their choice. And it's not something that. Again. They're not married, so that definitely also makes things a little bit different, just like the last, like part one, things are a little bit different. Like if Jessica said that she wanted to have major life-threatening surgery to remove some of her liver or a kidney or a lung to save someone in her family, I'd be like, let's talk this through a little. Um, But at the end of the day, like that's her body. I'm not going to tell her no. I would never feel that way for anyone in my family personally that, that I can think of at this point in my life. But uh, Mark, you've you've barely you're barely even. A, she she has a toothbrush at your house. They're like, living together. Yeah, but it just happened. I just think that he reacted in a way where he felt like she owed him more of a conversation or explanation. And I understand why he's frustrated. I would probably feel the same way. But at the end of the day, I think that he overreacted just a little bit. But she oh, should loop people. Poor in. Steve. Poor Steve. Yeah. <laughs> just sitting there. All right, little pinch. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I understand both. Like, I understand why he's like, why would you not tell me? Like, to me, if I was in Lexi's position, I would have been calling my significant other when I, like, found my dad delirious. Yeah. Especially yeah. my significant other is a doctor. Yeah, right. Um, so, But she yeah. does make the point. She says, dad, dad supersedes boyfriend, mm-hmm. you know? And it does in this case. Yeah. Um, so, Lexi's not a match. They page Meredith and they're like, Lexi's not a match. And Meredith is like, cool. What about that other girl? Who's also our sister, whose name I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, and that's awkward. And then uh, Lexi says, oh, she lives in another country. And also she has a history of DVT. So she's not eligible. And Meredith's like, okay, thanks for Bye. letting me know. <laughs> and they're basically like, we kind of thought you would offer without saying that. And she's like, I gotta go. That scene is so fucking funny because you know that's what they're trying to do. And she's yeah. like, anything else? Anything you want to spell out for me? Because <laughs> I know what you're trying to do, uh, yeah. but I'm not doing it. If you're going <laughs> to fucking ask me for it, then fucking ask me for it, bitch. Yeah. So it's that's so uncomfy. funny. Um, oh, so, man. yeah. Uh, and so she leaves and then she was like talking to Derek later and she says, well, you know, everyone's looking at me like I should be trying to give him my liver, but he's still the bad guy here. Like I don't owe him my liver. And Derek says, yeah, you don't owe him anything, which like we don't honestly get a lot of Derek in this episode, but I appreciate his support for Meredith. I feel like a more typical Derek would have been like, well, maybe you should look at it from another perspective, but he really doesn't. He really lets her get there on her own this episode, which I appreciate. Um, I feel like it is kind of odd to me in a way. I'm not against it. I just feel like it's not their usual dynamic. 
that we've seen before where he's like trying to push her to make whatever decision he feels is right. Uh, but I like that. And even when later on we see her contemplating and you see Christina make a move to go over there and Derek kind of holds Christina back. Like he wants her to figure this out. I'll like, and I think that is good in that it is a life changing decision. It's a huge deal. It's, I do think it's the right choice to make it feel like no one is putting any pressure on her to do this. Although Lexi is, but that's there's, there's so much like nuance behind that and everything with Meredith's history with Thatcher, Lexi's history with Thatcher, Meredith and Lexi's like current relationship. And I love, love, love Lexi's monologue to Meredith where she's like, yeah, I, he's like, he was awful to you, but he was amazing to me. And he might not be your dad, but for some reason you're the one with his blood. So I can't do this for him, but I'm asking you to do this for me. And I like that reframing of it. Remind me what, what she says there. For some reason, I'm having a hard time. She's like, it's, it's my dad. Uh, yeah, she's like, as awful as he was to you, like he never missed way. Um. Sorry, I'm trying to find it. Because um, she pulls the medical records at that just point. Just listen, I didn't want to do this. I didn't want to have to come to you for anything ever. So I thought if I looked up your blood type and it was the wrong one, then that would be it. And I could just stop thinking about it. But I can't because you have his blood. And I know he's not your dad. I know that he was never there for you. And I would never ask you to give him anything. He doesn't deserve anything from you. He doesn't. But he's going to die, Meredith. And I'm asking you to give me something. I am asking you to give me my dad because as crappy as he was to you, he was wonderful to me. He never missed a single dance recital. He was there at my fifth grade graduation. And what is that? That's not even real. I know he's not your dad. I know. But somehow you have his blood and I don't. So I'm asking you to give me my dad. Also, her performance in that. So good. Yeah. And it delivers it so well. It's it's insane because so obviously there's a lot that Lexi does. She goes to Bailey she asks and she's Bailey and she's like, t- could you just lie? And yeah. I like how Bailey handled it because she's not angry, but she's like, I have a lot of other patients who are also on this list, not because they drank themselves to death. Yeah. So, no, I will not lie for you or anyone else. Is there anything else I can help you? And Lexi's like, nope. And then she breaks into the file room. <laughs> Like a, a a a thief, a cat, a cat burglar mm-hmm. steals the files and goes, "Hey, Meredith, um, just needed to know, and I'm probably gonna get fired now, but uh, save my dad." Uh, and yeah. it's it's a it's an intense scene because yeah, at the end of the day, she's like, "I, you owe him nothing, and ultimately, you don't owe me anything." But yeah, I'm and asking. I never wanted I'm to, have the to one ask you for anything. Yeah. yeah, I really was hoping you would have just volunteered it 10 minutes ago when we were with yeah. Weber and Bailey, but you didn't. So I'm doing this now. <laughs> so now I'm doing the thing. That's unhealthy. Yeah. It's so intense, though. Meredith goes to Thatcher and she's like, we found a donor. And he's like, I'm not on the list. And she goes, no, it's me. And he's like, well, I can't do that. And she's like, perfect. I didn't want to either. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and then Alex is like, you can't like he's sick. Like you have to you can't you have to make you, like, yeah, he's going to say that. But like, you got to do it anyways. I don't know. I don't agree with Alex. I, to me, there seems to be, what's the opposite of coercing someone to donate their organs? Like this feels like they're coercing Meredith to donate her organs from a medical standpoint, just because it's familial. Wasn't there an episode where the kid, uh, wanted to donate very early on kidney and the dad was going to give him like a big christmas present or something oh, like no, that I'm, telling, I'm thinking of um really early on where the family's in the car crash and the husband like beats the wife and the kid has to give him the kidney so he'll live so he like doesn't oh, die during surgery yeah. and he does but he's like i'll only do this if we leave him i remember that yeah yeah that oh man you know what we should do we got to do a throwback thursday situation where the people in patreon get to vote on one of the episodes we go back and rewatch, mm, and we do an episode call. on that because there's so many like i totally forgot about that there's so many that i've forgotten about in this in this uh this show yeah it's kind of crazy there's so much that happens 
but yeah, um, it just felt like it was it was she was getting it from everyone, and even at the lunch table when Alex and Christina were well, like, yeah. "We got we want to do a surgery, so you should definitely donate your liver." Yeah, uh, but then Alex is like, "No, get back in there," and it, it felt genuine, but yeah. it still doesn't feel right. Yeah, no, I don't not, know. Not I mean, it's definitely a like. There's a lot to it for sure, <laughs> because then it brings in the whole family thing of oh you'll regret it when you don't have the chance anymore like, i guess maybe but that's yeah. not what they were saying they weren't saying it like that yeah um so obviously she does it um derek goes with her bailey's christina's there and bailey's like do i need to find something for you to do and christina says no i have a penis <laughs> um and um well, even before Derek that, just like, I'm just going to sit with you at her head. And Bailey's like, whatever. And then one of my favorite Bailey moments ever in this whole show happens. Right. When we mm. put Meredith under and she leans over and she said, I have, I had five interns. Four of you have been on this table. One of you has cancer. One of you died. Do not pull anything funny on me, Gray. I don't know why, but that has always stuck with me. I love that moment so much. So I actually had to rack my brain around this for a second. And then also there's a scene that we forgot to mention, which we'll circle back to uh, about yeah. before this. But I, I forgot Christina had a, a rub, mm-hmm. uh, what was it? A, a, a egg, to- a top- egg, egg topic pregnancy and ruptured yes. ovary. Yes. I forgot about that. That was so early on. But I forgot about that until I started typing it out. So Alex is the only one that hasn't been on her mm-hmm. her table, which yep. means that she just jinxed it. So now he will have to have a surgery at some point mm-hmm. to save his life. And Bailey will do the surgery. So will it be successful? No, he dies on the table. OK. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The scene where she goes back to Lexi and that. Yes. And yes. she says, you're the guy who used to pour my cereal. That's it. That's all I remember about you. You're not my father. You're just the guy who used to pour my cereal. And if you die, it probably won't change my life that much, but it will change hers. If you die, it will break her. And I am not going to let you do that. I don't know what it's like to have a father, but I do know what it's like to have a sister and it's good. And if we can get through this then the door will be open for us to get to know each other, the door is open, which is a really good, like her coming to terms with what this donation means and that it's not just a donation to Thatcher. Yeah. There's more to it. So my only beef with this scene, first off, well, not, this is the not beef part. This is, this is the, the chicken. Great acting. Great job. Mm -hmm. My beef with this situation is I don't feel like we've had enough of a healing journey for Meredith to really care about, a sibling like Lexi, like that. We've had a lot. We've had moments. We've had a lot of really good things. She's was going to be at the wedding. She was going to be the, I don't know, not maid of honor, but she was going to be bridesmaid. bridesmaid, Yeah. Um, You know, there's a lot of things that had happened and where they were on day one to where they are now. I definitely see that there's been growth, but I don't believe that Meredith is so emotionally healed that she really has gotten there. I don't believe that. I'm okay, glad. Well, let me make you believe I think it's it. cool. Oh, I think I can walk you through this. Okay. Meredith had many childhood traumas. Lexi yes. had none. So yes. it would appear, which is yes. great for her. Yeah. Um, this would have been the trauma. Meredith, because she has done therapy, recognizes the, the events that led her to be in a spot where she needed to be healed. So quote unquote, what broke her? Not to say that like a person is like broken and like unworthy or anything, but like, you know, people can take so much and then it's going to change who they are. Right. And I think the therapy journey for her, part of going on a therapy journey and getting to a point of healing is recognizing the events and the traumas that break you. And so if she can look at Lexi and like she recognizes that they have a good relationship, they they do love each other. She has grown from where they are when they met to like a really good positive relationship now. Um, and she can look at that and be like, this is going to be one of the things that breaks her in the way that the multiple traumas I went through broke me. And if I can be the thing that spares her from going through that, then I want to be that for her. Cause like this relationship that we have now is good and it might not stay good if this happens, especially with now the knowledge that Meredith could have been the one to save him. 
So That's, it definitely is okay. putting Lexi and their relationship at the forefront rather than her and Thatcher or even Lexi's relationship with Thatcher. It's really more about Meredith's relationship with Lexi. Yeah, it definitely shifts the I'm not doing this to save Thatcher, but I am doing this to save Lexi. Yeah. And that was how she even framed it in the beginning. Yeah. But she didn't. I don't know. When Lexi was asking Meredith to do this for Thatcher, it felt different than when Meredith said, I'm not doing this for Thatcher. I'm doing it for Lexi. It was the right, same thing. She saw what it was going to do yeah. to Lexi if Thatcher right. died. She's like, if this is how she is and he's not even dead yet, like she's not going to be okay if he dies. Yeah. I'm and also like, curious. Susan is already dead. So Lexi has gone through that event. Like her mom is already dead. Not that yeah. long ago. Right. So for them to her lose another parent, like, and again, Meredith having lost one parent to death after losing her to Alzheimer's and having lost a parent in a way to abandonment. Like she knows what these things can do to a person. Remember when Thatcher slapped Meredith? Yeah. I think about it a lot and I did not like it and no yeah. one did anything. No one. That's yeah. what I really don't like. <laughs> Man, you know what? I, I, I'm i going to make an official prediction. And okay. it, this prediction is more hope than anything. It's once he's fully recovered and like walking, they're going to be at a bar and she's just going to slap him out of nowhere and go, that was for that thing. And then they're never going to address it again, but she's going to get one slap back at one Thatcher. Slaps giving. Yeah, slaps giving. Premature slapulation. Nice. So, yeah, I really like that. And then when, yeah, going back to that scene where, where Bailey says, well, this is my OR. And Derek goes, this is my wife. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, just post it note. Oh, also when Thatcher walked, walked in, he's like, hey, Meredith, <laughs> heard you, you have got a- married on a sticker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Yeah. So. And then all the drama at the end. And. Uh, we also, well, we can't also, we have to talk about the, the scene with Weber and, uh, Thatcher because I asked for that. Well, I first of that. all, yeah, Thatcher almost dies in surgery and Alex yeah. is like, we can't kill this man. <laughs> and Weber's like, I fucking yeah. know. Sir, you really <laughs> cannot kill this guy. <laughs> I know you asshole. Not helping. Yeah. Put that in the category of does not help the situation. Uh, well, real quick, we'll take a, a word from our regional sponsors and then we'll get into the Weber Thatcher area. One of the best things about finishing a great book is knowing that you have another one ready to go in your to be read pile. With Book of the Month, you can make sure that your to be read pile stays stocked and ready to go. Each month, you can use the app to select from five to seven titles vetted and curated by the team at Book of the Month focusing specifically on debut authors and early releases. If you can't choose just one, you can always upgrade and add more from your selection. And if that TBR pile starts to get a little too tall, you can skip as many months as you need to give yourself a little extra time to catch up on what you have. Personally, I am a huge fan of suspense and psychological thrillers, so I was very excited to see multiple books on the selection list for May that fit that description. I selected two different titles, both of which are set in Washington State, just like our favorite show, Grey's Anatomy. I thoroughly enjoyed The Return of Ellie Black, the first thriller novel from Amico Jean, and have Middle Tide by Sarah Crouch ready to read on my road trip next week. Right now, you can sign up for Book of the Month and use code PEDALS to get your first book for only $5. That's code PEDALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, to get your first book for only $5. Watch out for that blue box at your door and get your TBR pile stocked and ready. And we are back. We love capitalism. Sometimes. Um, Mostly not, actually. (laughs) We really don't. I feel like that Rick and Morty episode where they're on the train and it turns out, spoiler alert, if you watch Rick and Morty, spoiler alert, I'll give you five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. The episode where they're in the train, and at the end, it turns out that it was all like a dream sequence. 
And the whole message of the episode is go buy a train, support capitalism. And then the train breaks. And he said, well, and then Morty's like, well, what do I do? And Rick is like, you fucking go buy another one. It's called capitalism. Get another one. Get three trains is what he says. So many trains. All the trains. Okay. So before they do the surgery, Richard is checking in on Thatcher. And Thatcher says, does the chief of surgery always pay such attention to his patients or just the one whose wives he had an affair with? Zing! And Richard just kind of makes a face and Thatcher says, I'm sorry, how did I end up here? And Richard said, you woke up every morning and you promised yourself that last night would be your last drink. And you made it until 9 a.m. or noon, some days till cocktail hour. And you were so pleased with yourself that you rewarded yourself with a drink. You convinced yourself again that it would be the only one. You have a disease, Thatcher. When you're in it, you can't stop. You can't undo what you did. But Meredith is offering you a second chance. You need that liver. You need it now if you want to live. And Thatcher said, I took her childhood. I can't take any more from her. You better take care of my girls. You owe me that at least. It was that. So that such a great, greatly acted scene. Flawless execution. I thought that that was his way of he's he's going to die. He's going to die. I also, when Lexi first volunteered the the liver in the beginning of the episode, I thought that this is how they get rid of Thatcher and Lexi all in one in one fall swoop. My knee-jerk reaction was, okay, they both die on the operating table. Wow. Yeah. They're just I'm killing not... people off at this point. There's budget <laughs> left, cuts. Left and right. It's financial. Instead of instead of cutting them from the program, we'll just kill them. Yeah. So that was my knee-jerk reaction. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm glad that that didn't happen. Seemingly. <laughs> Seemingly, as of right now, there's been no complications. They both made it through surgery. Um, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, it was fine. Uh, then Lexi is so sweet and she's like checking in on Meredith. She says she's been going back and forth between her room and, and their dad's room. And Thatcher's also fine. Like good news. Great. Everything's good. Meredith is going to be recovering now. So yay. Everyone's fine. Um, and yeah, was there anything else on that storyline you wanted to add before we bebop along? No, I just, I, I want to give kind of the final word to, to Derek. And I know I mentioned that I, I feel very similarly to Meredith with all the stuff that I've gone through with my family, just in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he at one point says, you don't owe him anything. Yeah. And it's so true. At the end of the day, no one owes anyone anything. Yeah. But I think the message of this is it's, it is choosing love relationship healing and the mm-hmm. aversion of trauma over yeah. repeating the cycle or perpetuating those kind of decisions. Yeah. And I'm also the kind of person who would rather give an organ donation to a friend. Like I could see myself giving part of my liver to someone within our friendship group before I gave yeah. it to someone in my family. I'm not saying that yeah. that I would actually give it to someone in the friendship group, yeah. but there is a better consider chance it for longer. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't immediately go. I hope no one asks me because I, then I have to be in the awkward situation to say no, like yeah. Meredith. There's, so. there's definitely a large swath of people who think that just because someone is your family, you owe them respect and you owe them everything. And that's simply not true anymore. So yeah, I think there's respect is earned regardless yeah. of relationships. Yeah. Although we did get kind of a funny scene with Christina and Meredith where she goes like, DNA doesn't make people a family. And Christina's like, actually, it (laughs) Uh, does. It literally does. Literal definition. (laughs) Yeah. So that's all I got Um, for that. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So do you want to get into your new favorite um, patient character? Absolutely. Let's do it. Mr. Waller. The man, the myth, the legend. Yeah. Irving. Irving Waller. 82 Irving years Waller. old and ready to down, get it on. Down to fuck. Yeah. Um, so he shows up and he is getting a growth removed off of his back. And he kicks his son and daughter-in-law who fucking suck out of the room. So yeah, then he can ask Mark trash. a penis pump. Never saw that coming. Yeah. Didn't see it coming. Yeah. 
So the long the long story short is his wife passed away what twenty years ago, and uh, yeah, he has do, not wanted anything to do with women since then. Until one day, until Marion, one sat, day, yeah, sat next to Marion at the bingo table. That fateful, fateful day. Yes, we uh, uh, see all of these things happening. And we come to find out that he met this woman, Marion, at Bingo. So that's the situation. That's the situation that we're in. He he's not fucked for 20 years. He's living in this home, wants his penis pump and he's tried pills is what it sounds like. Yeah, he he tried tried pills pills with his wife. To no avail. Didn't didn't work. I got to tell you, I I don't think that I would have made it that long. I would have just done the penis surgery then. If the pills aren't working and my wife is still alive, I'm getting the dick surgery. Yeah. I don't know. But his kids are dick faces in the not not oh good way. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the son and daughter-in-law are pieces of shit. They're like, you don't want to use your money for this. Don't you want to pay for Penny's college or whatever uh, Jamie, her name and was? Like, he's Jamie. like, let's stop pretending she's going to college. She's pretty, <laughs> but she's a fucking idiot. So funny. He's got so many good quotes in this episode. Oh, yeah, he's great. Honestly, like this is I this is a good portrayal of like an old person. Yeah, this is how this is how I want to be as an old man, also, but not with a say, dead wife. Yeah, they say like. He's in great health. Like they do these tests to make sure that it's not um, a risky surgery or whatever. Um, Just because of his age, like anesthesia can be hard on um, older people. But Mark's like, yeah, he's got the heart of like a 50 year old. So let's do the surgery. Yeah. Um, The son and the wife are a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, they suck. Also, I didn't rec- I didn't realize uh, I didn't catch that that was his wife. I thought those were both his kids. No, it's. Yeah, it's his son and and his son's wife. Because they're like, we're going to move you into our house to live with our teenage daughter. Which I'm sorry. That's weird. And as a teenage daughter, I would be fucking livid. Yeah. And and they also, so they make the ultimatum. They go, you get the surgery and then you move or you move back home. Like, or like this, this place clearly is making you make, uh, is forcing you to make irrational decisions. There's nothing irrational about it. Yeah. Sex is a, is human nature. Like yeah. it's just, just do it. Also, but the line like that he has, woman. right. Like th- he's, th- he's trying to share this intimate thing. And he's, he at one point so the, the, I'm going back a little bit, but when he's talking about the, the pills, uh, he goes, they never even gave me a lift off yeah. and Mark's face when he goes, I understand. Like he just knows how yeah. important that yeah. smushing is to this like, guy. This and it's is like, like the most like, thank goodness that Mark was this man's doctor. Cause Mark, yes. Mark stands up for this man in yeah. a, every, every way possible. And I am here for it. Yes. Uh, and then like, when he's, yeah. he goes, can you, can you give an old man a work in Johnson doc? <laughs> yeah. They use just about every euphemism in the book this episode. Oh Yeah. Um, so they later when they say we we're gonna well for hold on first of all because I love this other speech first so let me do this one first when he says um, you know you you're still young you don't understand but one day you're gonna wake up and all the big stuff all the milestones you've been looking forward to graduation wedding having kids your grandkids all behind you it's all over all you've got is a bunch of yesterdays and very few tomorrows I haven't wanted to make love with a woman since Sylvie died over 20 years ago. And then one night they sat me next down. They sat me down at the bingo table with Marion. She's my tomorrow. Oh, daggers. That life all you knowledge. Have is a bunch of yesterdays and very few tomorrows. I'm like, damn, it's true. The writers, someone, here's the thing. Someone had to have had that said to them. Yeah. There's no way I that you're know. just creating that. Well, someone did. Yeah, but. Well, I guess that's a good one. <laughs> but I don't think there's, I mean, unless, unless they did some really in-depth studying at a, an old folks home, that's like some, that's knowledge that you have to be through wars to gain. I don't know. And they just, and he just drops I love it. it. They do a great job with him. Um, Which and speaking then, of, 
go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say later on when they're like, we're going to move you into Janie's room. And Marcus says, come on, it's just an erection. And they go, excuse me? Yeah. And he says, all the guy wants is a Woody. God forbid you get to be his age and your kids won't let you have one. He is your father. He is taking care of you your entire lives, given you everything. And now he needs something and you want to throw it in his face. Do you know how many people would jump at the chance to give back to their parents who would sacrifice everything without blinking? And there is nothing wrong with dating and I'm a younger woman. It keeps you young. And that's my professional opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Mike drop. I love that he got that last dig yeah. in there because I think uh, the the age not it's not proportionate, but the age difference between Mark and Lexi is roughly Probably the close, same. Yeah. So, but Marion definitely clears the half your age plus seven for. Yeah, I think uh, so. I think, I think she's over the age of forty. Yeah, forty nine. So. Anyways, so there's there's also one point uh, before that where they're like, you're you're trying you want to get an erection. And he's like, uh, you're they said you want to die over an erection. And uh, Irving goes, wars have been fought over erections. And that's when I wrote this dude is my favorite character. Yeah, it's like, that's Garvin's going to love this man to pump it up. You just got to squeeze the jewels. Yeah. Gosh. And then, of course, Mark is explaining the surgery to Derek and Owen and Christina, who has been jonesing for surgeries because she cannot get into an OR to save her life, overhears them say something about it being technical, a technical solution to his problem. And she's like, oh, someone has a has a high tech risky surgery. And they're like, they hide the penis pump and they're like, you can't handle it. So they're making it. You see. You see Owen kind of start to say something yeah. and then Derek's like, no, 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 I don't. I, she's not. She's not tough enough. She can't yeah. handle it. She, I can and handle they, it. It's they so they milk that. They send her to pre-op. Owen says, I'm going to pay for that later, but it was worth it. Um, and she uh, she gets in there and she kicks the person off and then has to shave the guy's wiener. <laughs> <laughs> when he says. That fellow was just going to shave me. And the look on her fucking face. Terrific. And she, terrific. She says, terrific. Ugh. Um, So, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, and they're in the surgery. Yeah. And uh, Mark goes, <laughs> what is he? We need to test the apparatus. And then, I mean, we do. Christina, this was a little bit of a rough episode in the beginning for Christina. I didn't, yeah. I didn't like some of the things that she was doing in the beginning. But at the end, she's like, I'm a fucking doctor. Like yeah, I'm a this surgeon. This is not a joke. This is part of my job and I'm here to do my job. And she does it. And Mark's like, nice. And Steve goes, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> she had a good redemption there, but it's yeah. funny. Also, we didn't really talk about her with, um, Alex, when when she takes the tick off of Alex and Alex yeah. says, I'm just going to tell Izzy that we have to move back into Meredith. And Christina's like, you can't do that. Like, let her have one. And he's like, since when the fuck do you care? And she goes, I don't know. I guess when you save someone's life, you kind of want it not to suck, which is a good point. It, it for me, it it said a couple of things. She believes that she's getting credit for saving Izzy's life. Which I think is a little bit simple. That's oversimplifying it. She didn't save her life. She was in all the surgeries after she forced her to get help. I would say Dr. Swender saved her life. Christina fought for her and was in all the surgeries. I agree. I agree. But she would have gone to Dr. Swender if it weren't for Christina. That's fair. That's fair. I'll give that. I'll give that to you. It was a group Uh, effort, but mostly Christina. You've convinced me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, goodness. But also... Yeah, she she really does because there was that scene earlier where she's trying to steal patients from people and she gets to Izzy's and she's like, "Oh, no, I don't I'm not I'm not stealing anything from you. You're good. Carry on." Yeah. So it is uh, funny. Um yeah, I'm trying to see if there's anything else we have to cover. I think we may have covered everything. I want to circle back to a couple of other things with with uh Irving Irving okay, yeah. Waller. Yeah. I want to go back to that scene specifically where he talks about the graduations and mm-hmm. the lot of lot of yesterdays, but few tomorrows. And again, if you've listened to part one, you know, obviously this week has been really 
really rough. And um, I think about time. Time is kind of the concept that's been on my mind a lot lately. And the reason is when I think about the, when I went through getting a dog, German Shepherds I know last about 10 years and uh, for their age. It just, they, they don't typically live longer than 10 years. Yeah. Saying they last 10 years was not how I want. That sounds kind of like weird to yeah, say it that yeah. way, but the typical you know what I mean. lifespan. Typical lifespan. Thank you. That's how I wanted to word that. And he lived to be five. And of those five, about half of that was, you know, marred with, with epilepsy. But, you know, I think about the concept of time and we had about a quarter life with him. And you got to think Irving in this scenario spent about a quarter of his life alone. Mm -hmm. And when you think about not alone, uh, but with, with no intimacy of a partner. Right. And I just don't really care what life brings between my parents and myself or hopefully not my kids and me, but I can't ever imagine being in a spot where you would want to take the joy or the desire away from someone. And that's what really frustrated me about these parents, these, these, these adults, his kids, yeah. his kid and his, the kid and the, the, the daughter-in-law, because they, they were just acting so selfish and they couldn't see anything from his, his side of things. Yeah. Um, but there is also an episode of Scrubs where they there's an issue with sex and he has I think he has cancer and they needed to do a surgery to remove the cancer. But it would have required using um, a, an implant of some sorts. But there was a chance that the implant would fail, uh, right. something like that. So and the, the, the scary part that the guy was worried about is like he's like, look, we don't communicate well, but when we're having sex, like nothing else yeah. matters, like we have yeah. that kind of intimacy, blah, blah, blah. So I'm not saying those are the two same storylines, but it is it is interesting how some people can just look at that and go, it's just sex, dad. And it's not to him. Yeah. It, it also, meant, like, it it meant means a healing that was 20. Yeah. It was, tw it, it was, a, it was a healing that was 20 years in the making. For the fact that he has felt like, oh, I don't want to have sex with anyone else until now. Like that means something. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I just, I just really wanted to. Of, um, nursing homes where there is often. Little Rampant to live for. Sex. Yeah, little to live for, except for the except for the sex. Yeah, sex and bingo. Sex, or so, sometimes sex and bingo at the same time. Oh, maybe who's to say? Not me, because I'm not in a nursing home. But yeah, just so. let Irving be. You know, his kid sucks, but then at the end, his kid, you know, kind of listens to Mark and brings Marion to the hospital to see him, which is very sweet. Yeah, that was very that was cute. I like that scene yeah. a lot. Like this uh, is any so good. any other show pieces that we need to talk about? I don't uh, think so. I don't think we talked about the scene where literally Christina was like given the the sweet flirty eyes to that other oh, like, fake to, fake Derek ner neurosurgeon. What do they call him? The Shadow Shepherd. Shadow Shepherd. Yeah. Yeah. Bless his heart. Yeah, she tried. And then Owen says, "Are you trying to whore yourself out for surgeries?" And she's like, "I'm trying. You're not letting me." <laughs> <laughs> so it's too funny silliness just a bit of silliness always silly that christina um so yeah she's she's tweaking she's addicted to surgery she wants it bad and then i guess we should also talk about the end scene with her and weber oh yeah where she's like she goes to talk to him and he's like i don't have i don't fucking have it in me to talk to you right now and she's like you need to cut me from the program because like not having a teacher and not being able to use my gift is scarier than just losing my job because of this merger. So if you're not going to yeah. give me someone who can actually teach me and like utilize my hands, then like, fuck this. I'm out, which I'm, I stand with Christina obviously. Cause she's my right. I'm a ride or die for Christina and she's my favorite, but also like, she's not wrong. Like she recognizes that she has a gift. I don't think, I, like, yes, she could be more hum humble at times, but at the same time, she recognizes that she is very talented. I don't think anyone would tell her she's not. So, Correct. Yeah, I like that scene a lot. I'm very excited to see what happens next. My prediction is that Christina does not get cut from the program, but I am curious what it's going to look like. I'm assuming 
nope, I'm not assuming. Official prediction. The new head of cardio will be coming from Mercy West, and it's going to be uh, a new main character that she reports to. Okay, man or woman? Uh, we first had a man, then we had a woman. I think we're going to flip-flop. It's going to go back to a man. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, anything else before we get into ratings and more predictions? Uh, no, that's it. That's it. Kidoki, I don't think I have anything else either. So I'm going to give this one a 4.2. 4.1 for me. Because I think it's Very just close. like there are some really good moments and like really excellent um, performances and deliveries. Not anything too crazy. Obviously, like we're still setting up for the merger. Um, you know, we had the whole Thatcher Meredith situation but nothing like you know nothing wild like no you know no bomb in the body cavity um nothing like that but we did still have some emotional (laughs) dramas some personal drama um uh, and just yeah the it was really the performances for me that like set it over the top this time because they they really just nailed it on a lot of this so that's where i'm at yeah my thoughts exactly i i i see the the life and the relatability and the mm-hmm. real practical challenges that someone could be going through as right. a replacement in some ways to the dra- the medical drama. Yeah. The most dramatic thing we had here was the, the cancer guy. Yeah. Uh, when, when they, when they cut to him and you kind of look inside and it looks like just a, a war zone Yeah. and he ends up dying. Right. That's, that's dramatic. Thatcher puking blood all over Meredith's shoes. Dramatic. But it wasn't, you know, Dylan exploding. It wasn't bare guts in the stomach. It wasn't intestines in a, the hand. In t- yeah, intestines in the hand. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a pull through two people, and they had to pick one to save one. No so burr true. holes at a ferry boat. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't that yeah. kind of medical drama. It was just kind of real life. It was real yeah. life drama. Yeah. So for that reason, I couldn't. I couldn't really go over a four point five. But I felt like realistically this episode could have fallen at 4.1 to 4.49 territory and i would have been okay yeah it's a great episode i mean truly truly some incredible great episode yeah writing and and really great deliveries um across the board from everybody uh and and you know dynamics we haven't gotten to see a whole lot of mostly uh and most notably richard and and thatcher short scene but truly incredible yeah um love seeing mark that side of Mark, like standing up for his patient and like not being a joke, you know? So, yeah, my, my MVP of this episode, my most valuable patient is for sure. Irving Waller. Okay. Um, I would have to agree with that a hundred percent. Let's make some predictions. Mark and Lexi. They're, they're still going strong. They're going to be together. Uh, what did I predict last for them? think that they did get I predict marriage I'll stick with that for now I don't I don't think there's any nothing's changing um no. right now nothing's changing with them this doesn't change anything but I think maybe uh no you know what this is gonna change something this is gonna change something she's gonna see how fleeting life can be and it's going to make her want to get more serious with Mark not wait 10 years to get married not wait 10 years to get married Okay, um, Meredith and well, just Meredith in general, since she's just had this surgery, they're going to they're going to give some complications. They're going to give some complications to her or Thatcher's. One of them is going to be touch and go for an episode or two. What they say the recovery was a couple of weeks, like three weeks or something. I don't know so if they said what the recovery was. Maybe I'm maybe I'm mis- misunderstanding that, but it's going to be uh, I think there's going to be a a. Uh, some complications, maybe some jaundice, maybe mm-hmm. the body rejecting Thatcher's liver a little bit. Uh, they have to put him on some intense antibiotics or some uh, immunosuppressants. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And they also said the Mercy Westers show up in three days. So predict something with the merger. Uh, number one is the new head of cardio is going to be coming from Mercy West. I'm going to predict that... trying to think what other what other areas of expertise they have i'm i'm nervous that someone like mark or arizona gets cut uh-huh 
Callie, I think, is safe because it's a it's a hand picked thing from Weber. Right. But my my question is, what do they do with the like the chief of surgery, the chief of medicine? Do they bring in more of a medical side of things, and we get more interactions between the medical side of 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 the, what the patients have? It's not just surgical. Uh, my question is like, does Mercy West not have a chief of surgery? Why is right. Weber is just doing everything. Yeah, I don't know. Weber, just, Weber is immune. It feels unrealistic. Um. It well, it is. All of this is unrealistic. <laughs> um, and anything with I don't know. I think you, uh, Owen and Christina. Um, nothing yet. Okay. Nothing yet for them. I I'm just in a wait and see pattern for them. Okay. Well, because they're they're still in a good spot. He's still actively going to therapy. I yeah. feel good about them for right now. Okay. Well, I think that's it. And I think my sister's dog is eating one of my child's dinosaur toys. So, um, oh, okay. I will say thank you guys so much for listening. Um, make sure you share, share, share. Follow us on all the things, including TikTok, Instagram. Email, Patreon, Grace Academy Pod at all of those spots. Um, so thank you guys so much for your support. We love it. You find us on uh join us on Patreon to get on our Discord and chit chat with us. Uh sorry about the delay <laughs> in this week's episode. My sister's here, so she took Scarlet to the museum and her dog is here with me, who has been an angel until this exact moment. Um, so now she's barking at the dinosaur. But thank you guys so much. And if you see Carmen walking down the street, remember. No spoilies. Don't think about it. Join the Patreon. Follow us on Instagram. And as always, thank you so much for being on this journey. We appreciate you. And we will see you all in the next one.